Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, President Trump is leading in polls and battleground states. President Trump also wants to ban TikTok. And finally, is vote by mail a good idea? We have the good news. We have the potentially dangerous news. Before we get started, please consider supporting our program at charliekirk.com slash support. That allows us to do two podcasts a day on weekdays and on weekends as well. We are the most productive, hardest working podcast team in the country. When I travel, I still have my podcast kit to make sure that you guys get the news of the day, the analysis that matters, and the facts that are able to give you clarity in times of confusion. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to get in the running to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine, type in Charlie Kirk, show to your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, screenshot it, and email it to me, freedom at charliekirk.com. Lots of information. Trump is trending upwards. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and more. HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat from onboarding and terminations that customize your policy to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, there are no hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Kirk right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Kirk. Spell BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Kirk. Bambi.com slash Kirk. We are headed for probably the most contested and litigious election in American history. This from Breitbart. Our exclusive interview, with, by the way, with Alex Marlowe was amazing. I encourage you to go back a couple days ago and listen to my conversation with the great Alex Marlowe, editor-in-chief of Breitbart News. The Nevada Senate approved a bill Sunday to implement a majority mail-in election in November. In their argument, Senate Democrats asserted that the measure... Assembly Bill 4 was needed due to concerns over the Chinese coronavirus. They cited long lines at the polls and close contact with others. The measure, which was passed with a 13 to 8 vote, was not supported by any of the Republican members. Well, it's good that the Republicans in Nevada still have a backbone. President Trump then promptly got Nevada to trend on Twitter. He said this, In an illegal late-night coup, Nevada's clubhouse governor made it impossible for Republicans to win the state, President Trump wrote on Twitter. Post office could never handle the traffic of mail-in votes without preparation. Using COVID to steal the state, see you in court. The president is 100% right on this. If we allow mandatory mail-in voting to happen unchallenged, we are headed for the biggest disaster of an election in our lifetime. There is a reason why the Democrats want mail-in voting. It is ripe for fraud. 
people might say, well, Charlie, what about absentee voting? That is always a small sliver of the amount of votes. And the absentee ballots are always the majority of the voter fraud claims as they are. In some states, absentee ballots are anywhere between 5 to 10 percent. Sometimes they're as low as 2 percent. In states like Oregon, which is complete and total Democrat control, the only way to vote, you cannot show up on Election Day. In Oregon, it is all vote by mail, and it starts in early October leading up to Election Day. Because of this, Democrats use organizing tactics to be able to do a thing called ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting is how, in Orange County, California, Republicans once controlled five out of five U.S. congressional seats in Orange County. After the last midterm election, Republicans lost all five. Now, Republicans were leading some of those seats, such as Young Kim, on election night. But then all of a sudden, new ballots were found, mail-in ballots were discovered, and the Republican candidates fell behind and behind and eventually lost the race. The way that voting should work is through independent certification with election judges in decentralized fashion to have the most people-centered, citizen-focused way of voting. What do I mean by that? It means that when you have a local precinct that is in charge of the election for that one precinct, not the post office or the postal service, you have a thing called election judges. Those election judges are bound by the law, and they usually represent both political parties, Republican and Democrat, to make sure that there's no funny business. Now, it's not a perfect system. Voter fraud absolutely exists. But a vast majority of voter fraud is almost always voter registration fraud and ballot fraud with absentee voting. So if we admit that the Democrats are pushing for mail-in voting harder than anything they've pushed for in recent memory, the question should be why. Now, they say it's safety. I mean, that's such nonsense. If they were really worried about people gathering, then shouldn't they cancel the local marijuana dispensary or the casinos in Nevada? In Nevada, you are able to go to Caesar's Palace. In Nevada, you're able to go to the Venetian. In Nevada, you can go to a local restaurant. And they say that's perfectly fine if you wear a mask and socially distance. But it's not okay to be able to go to a local polling place. It's not okay to be able to wait six feet apart to go vote in a federal election, one of the most important elections of our lifetime, if not the most important election of our lifetime, if it was so important to protect people's safety, why is it that Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is really showing his colors as being a political activist who happens to have decades of experience in epidemiology and is an expert at predicting things incorrectly? In fact, he is probably the best at making sure models are incorrect. Almost nothing he has said over the last few months has proven to be true. He is professionally incorrect. And even Dr. Fauci, when presented with a question by Congressman Jim Jordan about the protests and the arson and the mass gathering in the streets, Dr. Fauci refused when it was right in front of him to even acknowledge that protests might be playing a role in the spread of the Chinese coronavirus. Play tape. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking that number of no. people, does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Cra crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, 
contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should how do we say limit the protesting? Should government what? limit the protesting? I, I I don't think that's relevant to. Well, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking, should we limit it? Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. Well, you make all kinds of recommendations. You, no. you make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking, you just said it, yeah. that protests increase the spread. No. I'm just asking, should we try to limit the protests? No, I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a position to do that. I can tell you. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. So the Democrats want vote by mail, not because they care about your safety. They don't. It's because they care about political power. On this program, and I appreciate all of you that help support us at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. You email me your thoughts. I read everything you send me, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. Because of your support and because of your emails, I have learned from you that many of you want to learn more about the American left. And we have done many deep dives into what drives the left, what they're going to do next, and why they are on this diabolical campaign to deconstruct Western society. One of the things we have covered extensively is that a foundational piece of the left is their commitment to the pursuit of power. This is what they want right here. They want to displace Donald Trump. If we get vote by mail, it'll make Florida and the hanging chads and the Supreme Court deciding the election in 2000, like a walk in the park. For many of you that are teenagers listening to this program, you might have no memory of the absolute circus, the chaos that was the 2000 election. In a future episode of The Charlie Kirk Show, I actually theorize that the 2000 election and how close that it was was actually one of the breaking points of how we get the division between right and left in this country so pronounced. Now, some of that division is healthy, but I actually think the left radicalized themselves so assertively after the 2000 election because they felt entitled to that election. They did not even recognize George W. Bush as a legitimate president. And John Kerry basically ran his his challenge to George W. Bush's reelection in 2004 on that idea. And that anger was pent up and pent up when we finally got Barack Obama, who is the worst president in my lifetime, if not in American history. And so nothing good happens with those kinds of elections. Nothing good is going to come out of a 60, 90, 120 day legal battle, which will absolutely happen if the Democrats get massive vote by mail. Now, look, Elections are almost always tied up in the courts. Judges are usually pretty good at clearing up these lawsuits and these challenges. And generally, I have to say, these judges have done a good job to defend our republic over the last couple decades. They have. It's not an easy position to be in because you have highly politicized campaigns that are hiring $2,000 an hour lawyers that make very persuasive arguments about why they need a new election. They need a new recount. They got to throw out these ballots. We have to recount them by hand. It doesn't always happen perfectly. I'm not saying that. But these judges are pretty well equipped to be able to handle the influx of complaints that assuredly are going to happen when you have hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on a campaign. We have no comprehension of the litigious battle that will ensue. Litigious meaning 
overly legal, meaning too deep into the legal process, if we have widespread vote by mail. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars like Fiat, Kia, Pacifica, XT5, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. All the parts you're ever going to need. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for more important things. That's why you have to check out rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. You probably heard their jingle before. All the parts you'll ever need. Rock Auto Serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to rip, delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com and tell them our show sent you, Charlie Kirk Show. When they ask, how did you hear about us? So they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So a recent piece at USA Today, published on July 2nd, it really just kind of got glossed over. And I didn't even think much of it when I first saw this. And now I'm connecting it all together, which is why I'm mentioning it to you today. The Joe Biden campaign sent out a press release. On July 2nd, this is a USA Today article, which says, quote, if it's close, watch out. Biden says he has 600 lawyers ready to fight election chicanery by Trump, which is another kind of, let's just say, one would say a boomer way to say trickery or deceit or duplicity or dishonesty. So Joe Biden has a small army of lawyers, 600 people strong, prepared to fight this election in the courts. Why would Joe Biden need 600 lawyers many months out from the election in early July, over a month ago? Well, the reason that he needs a standing army of lawyers is he knows that this is going to be a vote-by-mail election. He knows this will be heavily contested. You might ask yourself, what do you mean heavily contested? Well, understand, when you have vote-by-mail, there's no machine that necessarily you put the ballots into immediately. Some of these ballots go into big aluminum boxes and are weighted to election day to be opened and counted. Some are not processed at all and they mysteriously disappear. In the Ron DeSantis successful gubernatorial race in 2018 and the successful senatorial campaign of Rick Scott, they found in Miami-Dade County massive and widespread voter fraud of hundreds of ballots being transported in the middle of the night with no explanation as to why where they're going, or the reason behind this. And so then you get lawyers involved, and they sue, and they oversee every single ballot that is counted. Also, the Trump campaign is equally hiring a lot of lawyers in potential retaliation to basically be able to challenge what's to prevent someone that might have gotten four ballots to send all four ballots into the county register? What's to prevent someone from filling out a ballot for somebody else? All of these questions remain open-ended when you do not have safe and secure elections. One of the reasons why Vladimir Putin is able to stay in power in Russia 
is because they have elections that resemble a banana republic or a dictatorship. They do not have fair and free elections in Russia. They don't. It's a joke. People laugh about it. They do not have fair and free elections in Venezuela. It's a joke. They laugh about it. We are trending in a direction where we no longer have one person, one vote. It's basically, well, you filled out a ballot. I hope it gets counted. Now, I understand a lot of people listening to this program might use vote by mail and absentee. And you should understand by doing so, there is a risk, an inherent risk, that it might not be counted. That there is a risk that when you send in that ballot and a postal service member might see that it's from a more Republican neighborhood, they might throw it away. And there's very little to any way to oversee if that ballot ever actually gets counted in the end result. True the Vote founder Catherine Engelbrecht, who's a dear friend of mine, she weighed in on the controversial bill and questioned the precedent which has been set for other states. She said, quote, I am deeply concerned by the precedent the Nevada Assembly has set for permanent universal vote by mail with the passage of AB4. When this issue first arose at the very outset of the uncertainty surrounding the global pandemic, politicos assured those concerned with election integrity that expanded vote by mail would only impact the primary. Our worst fears have been confirmed. They are seeking to implement universal vote by mail for the election, too. Those who think this is a temporary change to address the risks surrounding COVID are sorely mistaken. This is a step that the extreme left has fought to enact for years and most assuredly will try to expand it for future elections, making it a permanent fixture of the Nevada election law in the long term. The same thing they are fighting for in states all over the country. This is totally and completely true. Once anything is passed in the law, whether it be a tax or voting law, it'll most likely be permanent. There's no such thing as permanent as a temporary government program. Once you have precedent, it's hard to reverse it. Then you have people that protect the incumbency, in fact, make lots of money and have special interests that are basically incentivized to protect the incumbent. Catherine also makes a great point, Catherine Engelbrecht. This could disenfranchise minorities the most. I thought Democrats are the ones that care the most about minority voters. She said, while advocates of universal voting by mail claim that it will bring an end to voter disenfranchisement, nothing could be further from the truth. Vote by mail, beyond limited absentee voting, in fact, further disenfranchised minorities who tend to move much more often than the general population and whose addresses are rarely kept up to date on the voter rolls. Democrats have been trained, or maybe some would say ordered, to be in favor of vote by mail either because they believe it will help them or because Trump opposes it. They call it a conspiracy theory, but concerns are very, very legitimate. Believe it or not, the New York Times actually has some very good reporting on this. I guess a broken clock is right twice a day. The New York Times said this, Why the botched New York City primary has become the November nightmare. The New York Times actually does a good piece of reporting here where they say nearly six weeks later, two congressional races remain undecided and officials are trending and officials are trading blame over the mishandling of tens of thousands of mail-in ballots. Election officials in New York City widely distributed mail-in ballots for the primary on June 23rd. The officials had hoped to make voting much easier, but they did not seem prepared for the response. More than 10 times the number of absentee ballots received in recent elections in the city. Major delays in counting a deluge of 400 
thousand mail-in ballots and other problems are being cited as examples of challenges facing the nation as it looks towards conducting November general election during the pandemic. Governor Cuomo and other officials are trading blame for the botched counting in the city, and the Postal Service is coming under criticism over whether it is equipped to handle the sharp increase in absentee ballots. Meanwhile, U.S. postal workers are sounding alarm bells. This is from PJ Media. Postal workers are pointing to funding cuts and changes in rules that are causing delays across the country in mail delivery. Of course, they're asking for more money, including express mail. Their warnings are part of growing body of evidence that any attempt to rely on the U.S. Postal Service to accurately and competently process mail and ballots in a timely manner will end in catastrophe. You see, the Washington Post interviewed dozens of postal workers and union leaders who all said pretty much the same thing. The mail backlog is worsening and workers fear they will be unable to find any of the ballots and deliver them on time to local and state election officials. Here again, you have Democrats once again hurtling America into total chaos. They tell you the virus is worth destroying the economy for, but they are fine telling you to riot and protest systemic racism based on a lie. Obama delivers a partisan eulogy to a packed house for John Lewis, but you can't go to church. And now they say you can't vote in person. The most sacred act as a citizen is now considered a public danger. This is blatant partisanship, fearmonger from the Orwellian radical cultural Marxist left. And here's how it will end. We will not have a winner on election day. We won't. If they get vote by mail, we may or may not have a new president elect by Christmas. The implications of this is this is how you descend into chaotic banana republic quasi-dictatorship transfer of power. If you cannot select a president by Christmas, by New Year's Day, by January 10th, or by Inauguration Day, which the piece of evidence right here in New York City shows that that is not a unforeseen projection, how are you supposed to select a president on Election Day? One of the reasons why you're able to have a peaceful transfer of power, one of the reasons why we are able to transfer from one party to the other is because we're able to determine who won quickly. It's because we trust the results. I'm not going to trust the results if Joe Biden wins with massive vote by mail. I'm not. I am not going to trust the results if they just start finding ballots. And I don't want to go as far to say that Joe Biden would be an illegitimate president. I don't want to go as far to say that Joe Biden would not be completely the president-elect if he won by vote by mail. But there would always be an asterisk in my mind near his election. You want to talk about election interference? We had an entire Mueller investigation around the idea that our elections are sacrosanct, they cannot be interfered, they cannot be touched, that they must be sacred. If our elections are sacred, why would we want to hand over our elections, even based on the New York Times, would cause chaos? If the New York Times points to mail-in voting as a complete and total disaster, wouldn't that be reason enough for us to take pause that our voting process and our republic is worth maybe keeping the voting tradition we had previously. And it's not about safety. 
wear three masks then. If you think that makes you safer, then go wear three masks when you go and vote. If you believe that will make you safer. If we believe this republic is worth preserving, if you can keep it, as Benjamin Franklin said, we will not be able to keep our republic if we get mail-in voting. If we get mass mail-in voting, that actually might be the moment where our country descends into a place of chaos that no one is comfortable with. We must fight vote by mail in the courts. We must fight it in the state legislatures. We must fight it everywhere we can. The Democrats believe that this paired with the BLM billions that they have raised, paired with the lockdown tactics, actually might be enough to defeat a president who has restored America back to greatness. The vote-by-mail piece to them is a non-negotiable. Do not give them a tool that will make America and our future descend into chaos. Fight vote-by-mail to protect our country. Who is your wireless provider? AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. What if I told you Pure Talk USA uses the exact same network as one of those carriers? Same towers, same exact coverage, but literally costs you half. I know it sounds crazy. When I first heard about Pure Talk, I thought, this has got to be too good to be true. We checked it out. Fact check, true. Fact check, true. Pure Talk, true. So Sarah from Abilene, great place. Service is amazing. Love the price. Speed is quick. The reception is perfect. So you just sw- it's, you just switch, okay? Don't give the money directly to AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile. They're funding BLM. Cut that nonsense out. Why are you not shopping your values? They've politicized everything. Put your money where your worldview is. Average person is saving $400 a year. Remember, fact check, true. So why is it so cheaper than AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile? No retail stores, no billion-a-dollar year ad campaigns. And by the way, it's run by a U.S. veteran who loves his country, unlike the apparatchiks that run These other companies, that's all I have to say, they all hate America. This company loves America. Their customer service is right here in the U.S. So here's what you do. It's so easy. They send you a card, SIM card, in, out, boom, save money. No loss for you, just a win. But it is a loss for the anti-American telecom companies that want you to suffer. So here's what you do. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, plus two gigs of data for just $20 a month. Grab your phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword Charlie Kirk. It's a special password. Say the keyword Charlie Kirk. That's pound 250. Say keyword Charlie Kirk. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. So as we've talked about quite a lot, TikTok, the app that a lot of teenagers use, presents a massive national security concern to our country. A post that I saw on Twitter over the weekend was a software engineer who said he went on the back end of TikTok. And anyone listening to this program, we've gotten some pro TikTok emails at freedom at charliekirk.com. They see everything that you do on your phone. Messages that you're sending, they see all of your activity. A thousand times more back-end, back-phone surveillance than any other social media app out there. So we've been calling for President Trump to ban TikTok in our country under national security concerns. I did this on the great Laura Ingram's Fox News program. I wrote a piece about this, and I truly believe that it would be the right thing for our country. So President Trump moved to ban TikTok over the weekend. On Friday, President Trump said the government would move to ban the app. But Microsoft said in their own post that CEO Satya Nadella has spoken with Trump and it intends to finish its talks to purchase TikTok by September 15th. Now, again, we devoted an entire episode to explaining why TikTok 
It was a tool of the Chinese Communist Party, and we should move to ban it like India did. But Microsoft has swayed the president's decision to ban TikTok. Microsoft confirmed in a blog post on Sunday it had held talks with the social media app's Chinese-based parent company, ByteDance, to buy its business in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. The company has said it, quote, fully appreciates the importance of addressing the president's concern, adding that it, quote, is committed to acquiring TikTok subject to complete security review and providing proper economic benefits to the United States, including the United States Treasury. The former CEO of Microsoft, Steve Ballmer, said the company's pursuit of TikTok is, quote, exciting and that it's well equipped to deal with any regulatory issues that come with it. Ballmer is still Microsoft's largest shareholder, and shares of Microsoft were up more than 4% in early trading Monday. Any deal would likely ensure that all private data of TikTok's American users is, quote, transferred to and remains in the United States, Microsoft said. To the extent that any such data is currently stored or backed up outside the United States, Microsoft would ensure that the data is deleted from servers outside the country after it is transferred. Play tape of President Trump talking about this. And I said, look, it can't be controlled for security reasons by China. Too big, too uh, invasive, and it can't be. And here's the deal. Uh, I don't mind if, uh, whether it's Microsoft or somebody else, a big company, a secure company, very, very American company, buy it. It's probably easier to buy the whole thing than to buy 30% of it. Because they say, how do you do 30%? Who's going to get the name? The name is hot. The brand is hot. And who's going to get the name? How do you do that if it's owned by two different companies? So my personal opinion was you're probably better off buying the whole thing rather than buying 30% of it. I think buying 30% is complicated. And uh, I suggested that uh, he can go ahead. He can try. We set a date. I set a date of around September 15th, at which point it's going to be out of business in the United States. So I'm conflicted here. I obviously would rather have Microsoft own the application than TikTok, but I don't trust Microsoft either. Microsoft is another Silicon Valley tech company that is staffed with people that hate our country. And so I guess it's better that Microsoft owns it, but not a lot better. I mean, it's in Seattle, but that really doesn't mean much of anything to me. I mean, that is in the home of domestic terror, insurrection, and arson in our country. And so my preference is we just ban it. And some people say, well, Charlie, you know, so many kids get information on it. I've spent time on this application quite a long time ago. I find zero educational value at all in the app TikTok. Maybe you find some entertainment value in it, and that's fine. And I'm not judging you on that. I just, if you were to ask me, do I think that this app makes a more informed citizenry? I would say, no, I do not think that it makes a more informed citizenry. But that's not the reason why I support banning it. I support banning it under national security reasons. I don't think that we should be banning things just because I don't think that they are good for the republic. I do believe in freedom, even if that freedom at times, I think, is able to promote things that are less than consistent with my worldview and my value system. And so, look, a lot of kids use it. Uh, They use it more so than almost any other social media app. Um, And I think the president should go out of his way to ban this piece of Chinese propaganda and surveillance in our country. So don't look now. President Trump's poll numbers are roaring back. Now, I just want to say we called this last week. We did an entire program on how President Trump, I was looking at trend lines. I know how to read polls better than most, better than a lot of the pollsters on cable television. If I could say so myself, 
And we did an entire program that actually came under a lot of criticism where people thought we were out in left field where I said that the president was about to surge in the polls. And so that pre- the president is about to take a very positive turn when it comes to public polling. And so here is a new poll out from Paul Bedard at the Washington Examiner. Trump's approval rating back to 51% and supporters 70% more enthusiastic than Biden's. Don't look now, but things are trending as we said they were going to. This race is about to flip upside down. and It's just happening in real time. Just out is the Daily Rasmussen Reports that says the presidential approval rating for President Trump's at 51%. At this stage of his presidency, former President Barack Obama had a 44% approval rating. A lot of people like to accuse Rasmussen as being conservative and an outlier, but they were the most accurate polling going into the 2016 election. New polling from economist YouGov poll shows the president's supporters are far more enthusiastic about him and voting for him than those of Joe Biden. When asked, how enthusiastic are you about voting for the president in the upcoming election in November? 53% of Biden supporters said extremely or very enthusiastic compared to 76% of Trump supporters. Add to that a survey from the Democracy Institute, commissioned by the Sunday Express newspaper, showed President Trump leading Biden 48% to 46%. The poll also showed that Trump opened up a bigger lead in battleground states. The pollster estimates the president is projected to win 309 electoral votes, more than he did in 2016. Among white voters, Trump leads 53% to 46%. And President Trump is surprisingly strong with black voters at 20% in this poll. He got about 8% of the black vote in 2016, while this survey has Biden at 77%. If Trump gets 20% of the black vote, this could be a done deal for Joe Biden. Hispanic voters in this poll break for Biden 51% to 38%, which would also represent an increase for the president over his 2016 total. This poll has President Trump leading in Florida, Minnesota, and New Hampshire. All of this suggests the poll is because of voters' confidence of the president handling of the country and the economy. David Maddox, the political editor for the Sunday Express, Uh, He summarized the president's lead up like this, with a third of voters putting the economy as the top election issue and 66 percent thinking that the economy is bouncing back after the coronavirus. Voters believe that President Trump is better for the economy by 57 percent to 43 percent. We have to keep the economy open. This is why we have to open up our country and open up schools. This is one of the major reasons why the Democrats are pushing for more nationwide lockdowns. They want to see people endlessly sheltered in place and our economy go to ruin to try to destroy President Trump's reelection. Now, mind you, another reason why President Trump is now winning in these polls is Joe Biden is not doing any media at all whatsoever. He is basically betting that people are going to rise up in record numbers in a majoritarian fashion as a referendum against President Trump. The numbers are no longer reflecting that. The numbers are no longer reflecting That Joe Biden's path to victory is going to be easy enough as saying, I am not Donald Trump and vote for me. Because Joe Biden actually can't say that himself. He is mentally incapacitated to be president of the United States and even run for president of the United States. His mental decline is noticeable in all of his recent very controlled events. And another thought on the reopening. We can reopen safely. Look at Germany. Look at Sweden. Look at Denmark. They know they can sustain their approach to dealing with the virus. 
the president is advocating for a sustainable reopening. I've said this a couple times in recent days. I said this on the great Judge Janine's program on Fox News. I said this on a program recently. I think it was with Michael Knowles, uh, radio show that he was filling in for Ben Shapiro. And if you haven't yet, go back and listen to our great interview with Ben Shapiro. It's well worthwhile. Ernest Hemingway said this, and actually Michael Knowles gave me this expression from Ernest Hemingway. Things happen gradually, then suddenly. We mentioned this on our program last week, and I was looking at the trend lines. I said, this race is about to flip upside down. And now we have many independent polls that show President Trump trending in the right direction. Now, mind you, in some ways, he might be getting too hot too quickly. I don't think that's the case. I think this is just the beginning of him warming up, that decent, reasonable people that want stable lives, that do not want chaos, disorder, and anarchy, whether in their church or in the streets, in their corporate life, they want a restoration of a stable life. They want something that is somewhat serene, something that they can actually count on that tomorrow will not be a total and complete dumpster fire, that it will be always disrupted. President Trump actually has the opportunity to be the stable candidate, which is very interesting archetypically, because in 2016, he ran successfully on being the anti-stable candidate. And I don't mean anti-stable personally, that he was going to disrupt the status quo, that Washington, D.C. had to be completely challenged. And there's still an element of that. But people more broadly are going to vote on lifestyle in this election. They see their kids can't go to school. They see the local small business shut down. They want a restoration of the American way of life. And they know that what the Democrats are advocating, which is inspired by radical postmodern deconstructionist Marxism, would be an end of everything that they hold near and dear, whether it be going to church, whether it be raising your kids, sending them to school, having a reliable wage. All of these things are now being put in political jeopardy by Joe Biden and his band of angry Marxists. President Trump, the more he talks about building a country that is sustainable and stable, that you can count on tomorrow to be secure, the more successful he is going to be and be tangible about it. We've gone into this in a couple episodes here. I encourage you to go back on the Charlie Kirk show. And for those of you that support us at charliekirk.com slash support, you allow us to do these episodes. So I would love to have you consider becoming a supporter of our program at charliekirk.com slash support. That is charliekirk.com slash support. The more that we are able to speak about big ideas what a Trump presidency looks like specifically for middle-income Americans. And this election really will be about the American middle class. This is something that is very important to focus on, that we need a middle-class revival in our country. Our episode tomorrow will be focused on one very troubling statistic that has come out in the recent days, which shows a massive decline in the American birth rate, a shocking decline in the American birth rate the likes of which we have not seen in American history. I want you to email me your questions and your thoughts that you might have about a population collapse that might be occurring in America alongside President Trump weighing in on income disparity. I actually am interested on whether or not our center-right audience, you guys, are interested in the fact that the billionaire class has added $500 billion to their net worth in the last six weeks. Email me at freedom at charliekirk.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 
and I don't want to tease you too much because you got to subscribe tomorrow, and that's why you have to be subscribed to the Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show and hit subscribe. And also, we are going to cover tomorrow how President Trump has ensured that Americans are not displaced by foreign workers using federal dollars. If you guys want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com. And let's end on this good news. President Trump is surging in the polls. The race is about to flip upside down. Decent and reasonable Americans are going to rise up. We have to stay focused. We have to outwork the left. We have to play offense. And that's how we'll save the republic, the greatest country ever to exist in the history of the world. Please consider supporting our program, charliekirk.com slash support. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow and listen to our sister episode today. Thanks so much. and God bless.